I really love that Pinterest, it's not a social media platform. So there's no constant engaging or networking. It's just putting your product or your content out there in the world and letting people discover it. And it kind of taps into keyword research and great graphic design. Those are the two main elements that you need to have. And I feel like with e-commerce, there's so, I forget the percentage, but it's very high of the people that actually use Pinterest to shop. I feel like a lot of people maybe think that it's just for recipes and craft projects, which is definitely not the case. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific, actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. Today I have on the show a really fun guest. Today we are talking to Tara Reed of The Introvert Coach. (laughs) Tara actually is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She has a couple of different businesses. She's just kind of like a business running machine. Like she's really got this figured out. She has a Canva template shop membership. She has, uh, she does business coaching for introverts. She just kind of does a lot of everything. And it's really cool to see her manage everything. So let me introduce you to Tara. Tara first started her journey as an online entrepreneur in 2007 when she launched her handmade jewelry business. She grew that business to a six-figure brand and eventually sold it, but not before following her passion of helping other entrepreneurs find success online through marketing, business coaching, and Pinterest management. This episode is a really fun insight to kind of how Tara manages all of the things while using her background as a handmade jewelry business and selling her business to kind of help support other entrepreneurs. So I think you're going to really like this one. So let's dive in. Hi, Tara. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Why don't you start by telling our audience a little bit more about you and what you do and kind of your background, because you have a cool background that they're going to like to hear. Yeah, I have a long background. Um, <laughs> so I first started as a entrepreneur in 2007, selling on Etsy and eventually my own website for my handmade jewelry business. Then I went to handmade at Amazon with that business. I grew it to a six-figure brand, but I got so burnt out and overwhelmed with it. And in the meantime, everyone was asking me for help with their business. So I eventually and slowly kind of moved into offering Pinterest management services and other marketing services for other entrepreneurs. And I found that I really loved that. So I actually sold uh, my jewelry business last year. Wow, that's so cool. So now you are doing some different kind of stuff. What are you doing now? Yeah, so right now uh, I have three businesses. I have my main service business where I help entrepreneurs tackle the power of Pinterest and other coaching and marketing services. 
And then I also have a business called Introvertpreneur, which focuses on helping introverts learn how to market their business and grow it in less stressful ways. And then I also have a Canva templates membership called Entrepreneur Templates, which provides Canva templates so that entrepreneurs can create beautiful graphics very easily. So you do a done-for-you service, like you manage other people's Pinterest accounts, right? I do, yes. Can you tell us like a little bit, so I know you have a lot of e-commerce businesses that you work with on Pinterest, and I feel like there is so much potential for e-commerce businesses on Pinterest. Well, there's so much potential for every business. That's my top referring traffic source also, but for e-commerce, it's really cool. So can you tell us like the power behind Pinterest for e-commerce businesses? So with Pinterest, like it's definitely my top traffic driver as well. And I really love that Pinterest, it's not a social media platform. So there's no constant engaging or networking. It's just putting your product or your content out there in the world and letting people discover it. And it kind of taps into keyword research and great graphic design. Those are the two main elements that you need to have. And I feel like with e-commerce, there's so, I forget the percentage, but it's very high of the people that actually use Pinterest to shop. I feel like a lot of people maybe think that it's just for recipes and craft projects, which is definitely (laughs) not the case. I love Pinterest because it's a place like before I was a business owner and a blogger, I went to Pinterest to find content. Like I would scroll Pinterest forever. It was like my Instagram at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be looking for things to pin, whether it was about my house or my, you know, future children's weddings because I had already been married, things like that. But it is really like the people who go to Pinterest are looking to come away with answers and find something. And it's really cool that how many are going to shop specifically on Pinterest. Yeah, I feel like with e-commerce sellers on Pinterest, a lot of them give up too quickly. Like Pinterest is definitely a long-term strategy, especially if you're not pairing it with other pieces of content. Like if you don't also have a blog or you're not using it to grow your email list, if you're just using it to get sales and get your products out there, then it's going to be a little bit of a slower growth, but it's definitely worth it in the long run. Do you recommend that your e-commerce clients also have a blog and not just pin their products? Best case scenario, they will be open to that. And Mm -hmm. blogging, it doesn't have to be a huge undertaking. Like even if you put out one or two really simple blog posts per month, just to have something different to promote instead of just product images and product pin designs. I feel like a lot of people... They go on to shop, but you also want to have value content as well. So even if like for a jewelry designer, even if you created a simple blog post where you rounded up your 10 favorite jewelry pieces that you make for weddings or for brides, just having that as a blog format will give you reach beyond just pinning product photos. When you were running your jewelry business, were you blogging also? I was a little bit. It's definitely got to the point where I was just so overwhelmed and swamped with trying to keep up with orders that everything else kind of fell to the side. But I definitely tried to. Yeah, I completely understand. I find that a lot of my clients, they don't know what to blog about. 
And if they are blogging, and this is a separate episode, like I need to have like an e-commerce blog (laughs) expert on, but if they are blogging, the blogs aren't really centered around providing value to the customer. They're more like personal entries or behind the scenes, more tailored to like other jewelers and not necessarily what the customer is looking for. So it's definitely a struggle. So I've I found that a lot of my e-commerce clients don't know what to blog about, so they don't blog. And I think that's kind of tough. But you don't have to be blogging to use Pinterest as a traffic source. You can pin your products only, right? Yeah, it's just with that, it is going to be likely slower growth, but you will see growth. It's just going to be a longer strategy. Yeah. What kind of pins do you think are, do you see really working for e-commerce businesses? I feel like right now, a lot of what's really gaining traction for my clients right now is video pins. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to create video content showing your products. It's great if you have that, but even if you don't, you can go into Canva and just add some animated elements and that will turn it into a video. Yeah, that's really cool. I recently had a Pinterest strategy session and she was talking about the same idea, like, you know, repinning just any kind of movement, any kind of video, even if it's not like professional shot video content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many ways to like do video content without actually recording yourself or creating these amazing studio quality lifestyle shots of your product being used or something like that. So. Yeah, she was even talking about reusing Instagram Reels as video content, which I thought was cool because everyone feels like, oh, I can't do all the things, right? Like I can't be blogging and creating products and fulfilling orders and posting on Instagram every day and now creating Reels or TikToks and mm-hmm. oh, and now they have a house and all these things. So it's like whatever you can reuse is perfect. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about Pinterest also is that Like, for example, I like SEO. It's one of the things I teach about. And if you understand SEO, you can translate that to your Pinterest strategy very easily. Mm -hmm. So it's like a two for one almost. Yeah. And I I feel like with e-commerce sellers in particular, like you should have a goal of driving traffic for sales. But I would also include in that strategy when you're using Pinterest to grow your email list as well. Because it's harder, especially if you're newer or you haven't been using your Pinterest account very much and you're just getting back into it, it's going to take longer to get your pins ranking. It's going to take longer to get found for the keywords that you're optimizing for. So I feel like maximizing the traffic as much as possible, like on every page that you drive a pin to, have it in your footer. Or if you're driving it to a blog post, have an email opt-in within the blog post just to have more touch points that you can really capitalize on the traffic that Pinterest is generating for you. Do you help your customers with Pinterest ads? I do. Yes. If someone wants to start running ads, what do they need to do before they even start? (laughs) I feel like before you want to have a clear target in mind and a goal You also want to make sure that you have thought about your ad spend and your return on investment that you want to have from the ads. 
And you really need to set them up and not only set them up properly, but ads also require constant monitoring and tweaking. Like it's not just set it up and and leave it because you will probably lose money on those ads. You definitely want to be making adjustments, tweaking keywords, tweaking your budget. Yeah, not just leaving it for a couple of weeks and then seeing that you've racked up hundreds of dollars and it's resulted in nothing. (laughs) That's really helpful. So let's talk about, I guess, the customers that work with you. What kind of like transformation or results do your customers usually get when they start working with you? It really depends on the client and like what their goal and content is. My main goal is to get traffic from Pinterest and then making sure that their content and their website is optimized for that traffic, whether their end goal is just sales, if we're just doing product pins, or if they also have a blog or affiliate marketing. I have some clients that do affiliate marketing within their blog. So their main goal is to make revenue through those links. Other clients, their main goal is to grow their email list. So it really depends on on where they're at and also where their Pinterest account is at when I take it over. So if they're starting at zero, then it's going to be a different strategy on my end for the first few months than it would be if I'm taking over an account that has had pretty good results so far and they just want to scale it further. That's so true. And I love how you can tailor the experience to where the business owner's at because every business is different and we can't just assume everyone's going to get the same results. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with a search engine like Pinterest, it's definitely going to take time if it's, if you're starting at zero or you really haven't put any strategy behind your account up until that point, then it's going to definitely take longer. What types of clients do you just love working with? I love working with a variety of clients. I feel like a lot of people tell service providers to niche down to one specific client or target audience. And I just love working with a variety because every account is different. Every strategy is different. And I love that part of it. So I feel like I I love them all, but I'm thinking (laughs) my one favorite one that I've ever worked with was actually a pet blogger. And that's just because I love animals. I have three rescue dogs and I just really loved creating those pin designs and those graphics. Yeah. A lot of people do tell service providers to niche down. And I really struggled with that until I was like, oh, I'm going to just work with e-commerce businesses, but all kinds of e-commerce businesses. And that was just Mm -hmm. because I wanted to get really, really good at the platform I was using. But you're completely right. Are there types of clients who aren't a good fit or that you don't recommend using Pinterest? I've had some potential clients that have reached out and They only had maybe five products and Mm -hmm. one blog post. And I was like, you're not going to get great results with that amount of content. Like we would need to create 10 pins per month on these six pieces of content or products. So it's probably not going to be very beneficial unless you have more products or you're creating more blog posts or you're focusing on your email list just to have more touch points. Otherwise, I felt like the traffic wasn't going to be as valuable to them. That makes sense because it is a search engine. And this is something I tell people when I teach them at Google, I like SEO also. 
it's not about necessarily the quantity, but the more pieces of content you have, the more opportunities you have to get found for those, right? So mm-hmm. I would prefer you do quality over quantity, but you still have to have the content to send them yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk a little bit about your Canva templates, because I think that these are so valuable for every business owner, because not everyone is a designer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish they were almost. <laughs> I struggle. I'm like, oh man, that's ugly. No, I'm just, I would never say that to someone, but as to someone who has gone, like I've studied design, I am a designer. It's like, it's one of the things I'm snobby about. <laughs> what do you offer in the the membership? What is that like? So there's two levels to the membership. You can sign up for a monthly member for $25 per month or a yearly member. So either way, you get over 300 templates. And that's for creating ebooks, Pinterest pin designs, Instagram posts, Instagram stories, Facebook headers, Facebook posts, literally everything is inside there in our core templates. And then every month, we also release at least 20 new templates per month. The annual members, as a bonus, also get access to all of our current and future template bundles that we put out. So these are separate templates from the membership that we put into bundles. So we have one that's the podcast marketing bundle. We have one that's the webinar or course bundle for course creators or anyone running a webinar. And we also have the Pinterest bundle. So that may be an option too. If somebody doesn't want to join the membership, then they can just grab the Pinterest template bundle as well. But if you join yearly, you get access to all of those bundles as well as the core templates and the monthly templates. The bundles are completely different from the templates in the membership. Yeah. You are putting out a lot of templates. Yes. (laughs) So this is just like a personal business question. Do you run all your businesses by yourself or do you have a team? I have a team now. I learned from the jewelry business and how burned out I got. I let the jewelry business sit for a year before I sold it. I didn't make anything Any orders that were coming in were already made through Amazon FBA. So I didn't actually have to make anything. I just let it sit to try to see if I got my creativity back and I didn't. So I ended up selling it. But I learned from that experience to avoid burnout. You need help instead of trying to do all of the things. So right now, I think I have a team of 14 between all three businesses. Wow. That's awesome. I have a team too. I have... I think like seven or eight. It's quite a bit. And I feel like sometimes it's a little too much because I can't remember what I sent to whom. But <laughs> I have learned, well, actually today when we're recording this, a podcast episode went out about mindset and how I transitioned my my mindset around hiring to being empowering the other people who I'm paying to do things instead of just like, oh, I'm paying them to do it. It wasn't about me. It was about them. And so it just made hiring really fun. And I think people wait too long to hire. And I wish that they would get help faster. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Or even like have a scaling plan for your business so that you're not caught off guard with, because the December that I experienced burnout and quit, I think I sold $40,000 worth of handmade jewelry and I was making it and packaging it and shipping it and doing literally everything in the business. And it was I couldn't keep up and it was just way too much. So if I had thought about it before that happened and actually had 
a plan in my back pocket for what am I going to do when I'm just so overwhelmed, it would have probably helped me avoid burnout. (laughs) I feel like we could have like two more episodes, like talking about burnout and talking about selling your business. So you are just a wealth of information. I have a few more questions, but I also want to talk about, you started your own podcast now. I did. So can you tell everyone about your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is called Introvertpreneur, and it's focused on introverts who are running an online business and struggling with marketing, putting themselves out there, and mindset issues as well. And we are very excited about it. I talk a lot about the four marketing methods that I recommend for introverts, which are, of course, Pinterest, blogging, email marketing, and social media, but not in such a social way. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really interesting. I will include the link to your podcast in the show notes. So anyone who wants to check that out can find it. You will find all her links in the show notes. On this show, I really like to draw attention to the fact that we like to think that once you hit a certain level in business, that it's like all rainbows and kittens and fun all the time. And you never work a day in your life if you love what you do, but that's not true. And as a business owner, every new level, you like reach this new point where you're learning something new, you're trying something new, something's not going right. So is there anything that you would be willing to share with the audience that you're currently learning or something that's not going right in your business that you're working through or anything just to give a little bit of insight to what that looks like? Right now for me, what I am learning is to, first of all, delegate to my team more and also to be more focused because I'm such a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I have so many years of experience where I've accumulated all of these skills that I love to do. I found it really hard to focus. I get a lot of ideas. I'm very much a thought leader type of person. Mm -hmm. So I definitely am learning to rein myself back and really create a plan anytime I have an idea instead of just rolling with it and just throwing something out there and hoping that it works. I'm more focused on the planning side of things. And it's really been helpful so far, but it's still a work in progress. You and me both. (laughs) I am like the person who puts stuff out and the link is broken. As you saw today, (laughs) the link didn't work when she was trying to join for some reason, the Zoom call, but because I'm so excited to get it out into the world. And sometimes I need to take a step back and like check all the boxes, which of course I do for my clients, but I just fail to do for myself. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. We don't treat ourselves like a client. We kind of treat our clients better than we treat ourselves sometimes. I just went through the process of officially setting up my LLC, switching from a sole proprietor when I was just kind of like, I wasn't the main breadwinner in our family. It wasn't a big deal. So I changed my business name, set up an LLC, created a DBA, all these things. And then I changed my domain. And it was a nightmare because I didn't follow any kind of checklist. I'm like, I do this all the time. I can do it. And it's like, why didn't you just follow the checklist? (laughs) I just thought I got this. (laughs) So that's another podcast episode too. (laughs) We'll have to talk about. 
Well, this has been really fun and interesting, Tara. You have so much experience and insight that I'm just so excited for everyone to listen to this episode and listen to your podcast and get to know you a little bit better. So where is the best place to hang out with you online? So I know you don't do, you like to do social media in a less social way. Where do you do that? Best place is on Instagram. I do have two Instagram accounts, which is a lot of content, but I have at introvert coach and I have my newest account is at the Tara Reed. We will include those links to your Instagram profile in the show notes, of course. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was really great to get some tips from an experienced e-commerce business and how to use Pinterest as a marketing tool. And I just thank you so much for your insight. And I'm so excited to introduce you to everyone that's listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.